0: Good morning, friends. I thank you for uh, your kind prayers and comments as I um, came through this morning. Uh, If you were curious to know why I have some extra equipment up here with me, um, I have torn my MCL. So thank you for being thoughtful and prayerful for me. I have some appointments coming up, and hopefully uh, we'll get that all straightened up. So um, I'm trying to do my very best to stay off of it as much as I can. I will admit to you, I'm not very good at that. So some of you can probably resonate with me on that. But, uh, but we'll get there. I do have a few things I wanted to mention to you, though, before we move into the sermon time. Uh, first of all, um, Andy mentioned it, um, but I'm, I'm going to reiterate it and spend just a, a tad more time on it. Um, we, uh, so, so first of all, uh, we want to make sure you notice the point set of flyer here. So I don't know if you're the same as me, but when Advent starts in November, and kind of the end of November, it sneaks up on us. Even though Advent's always the four Sundays before Christmas, it's always the same, it still kind of sneaks up on us when it comes in November. And so I think maybe we weren't quite ready for it last week, but hopefully we're ready for it this week. So if you are interested in um, doing a poinsettia, maybe honoring somebody or remembering them, Please make sure you fill this out right away and get it back to us so we are able to process your order for the point poinsettia. So I wanted to make sure you heard that from me today. The other thing I need to make sure that you hear, and, 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 and more importantly, is for the Bethlehem on Broad Street boxes, we have a, a large commitment that we made that we are not uh, very close to achieving. So uh, believe it or not, friends, we are 100 boxes shy That's a lot. And so I wanted you to be aware of it. This is what I would like to see us do to try to solve that. So some of you probably have boxes at home that you just haven't brought back in. Make sure you do that right away. They're due Tuesday. So make sure that happens. And I suspect you've brought some in today. And I thank you so much for that. If you haven't done that, and if you've already brought something in, but you're still willing to help out, for this very worthy ministry to Feeding Hungry Folk. I think it's just so significant for us to be able to do this. I want to encourage you to adopt a box. It's about $50 per box. And if you would be willing to do that and just give an offering for that, we will do the shopping for you. And so um, so you may say, you know what, I'm going to adopt five boxes today. I can do $250. I'm going to put something in the offering today. And in the memo of your check, just let us know. That's for Bethlehem on Broad Street. If you would prefer to do it on Realm, you can just give it as a normal offering, but in the subject Make sure you note that it's Bethlehem on Broad Street, so we know where to put that specific money. Um, However much you can help would be amazing. It is for such a wonderful ministry, and we just don't want to let folk down. So um, I wanted to make you aware of that, and I know you are a generous people. So I'm not too worried, frankly, because I know we're going to be able to take care of it. But I wanted to make sure you were aware of that today. And again, I thank you in advance. Finally, one more thing, and then I promise we're going to get to the sermon. So you saw this Advent card, I hope, last week and then this week. This is all of the amazing things happening at King Avenue over the next few weeks. So now you'll have an extra, because many of you were here last week, and now you're here this week. If you have an extra, this is what I would like you to do with it. Give it away. Give it away. You don't need to. You don't need to. So take this and give it away. What I have found to be the case over the years is that people are more open to church and attending church at certain times during the year. And this is one of those. Really, uh, Christmas time, Advent time, and Easter tend to be when people are more drawn to come into the life of the church. So Invite folk into this amazing place that is King Avenue United Methodist Church. So take your card with you and figure out how you can give it away this week. All right, friends, we are appreciative of Danny reading the scripture for us this morning from the gospel lesson, which is found in Luke. The story, especially, of John crying out in the wilderness. Here's a phrase that I wonder if you've heard before. Christmas is closer than you think. Christmas is closer than you think. Actually, this little phrase was used by Eckerd Drugstore in a commercial in the 80s. Eckerd Drugstores were in the South, and I believe they were kind of absorbed by CBS and maybe Rite Aid, but uh, but they were a chain of drugstores, and this was one of their advertisements. Christmas is closer than you think. Well, you can certainly take that in a variety of ways, that little phrase. Christmas is closer than you think, and that brings joy and hope and even the sense of peace. Oh, Christmas is so close, and I'm so grateful. But for others, it may strike a chord of fear. We aren't ready yet We cry, there's too much to accomplish. Christmas doesn't give us the warm fuzzies. Some may cry out, but Christmas is approaching. Sometimes there is joy in the waiting. I don't know if you've seen, as I have seen, the variety of Advent calendars there are these days. Has anybody noticed the variety? There used to be just those little kinds. Maybe you opened the window, and you saw part of the story of the nativity, or you got a little piece of chocolate, and that was pretty wonderful. But now, you could open the windows, and there are plenty of other little treats that you might find there. There's even a beef jerky one. You may want to know how I know that. (laughs) Well, you can ask my son. (laughs) he'll tell you. (laughs) But there are so many different of those Advent countdowns, partially because we like that countdown, because we get excited when we see that countdown. But for some, the countdown isn't as exciting. Just like sometimes, we can't wait to go home because it's respite, it's blessing. It's joy to be enfolded back in those arms of folks, we're going to love you no matter what. But sometimes, as we heard in the reading this morning, sometimes it's a place of judgment, a place of division, or even pain. And we are overwhelmed during this time of the year trying to have that kind of Christmas that we only see on the television or in advertisements, that perfect Christmas, we're afraid to go home. We're not ready yet. We may be a long way for being ready to come home. Hmm. That is why John the Baptist seems to fit so well in these scripture verses during the season of Advent. Advent. Because it's not all smiles. It's not all peace and joy. As a matter of fact, John is known for this phrase. Repent, you brood of vipers. That's not really that nice, is it? Repent, you brood of vipers, he says. (laughs) And of course, in this text. Prepare the way of the Lord. Repent. Repent. It's really not a comfortable word. It's not our favorite topic to talk about. And it may even strike some fear in our heart. But it's also a significant word. Repent. It means turn around. Do a 180 degree turn. Repentance also can mean some sort of an individual repentance. But it can also refer to a group, a collective repentance that is necessary for us. Here are some words that come from the book of prayer. We confess that we have sinned against you in thought and word and deed. It's individual repentance. By what we have done or by what we have left undone. Ah, ah, So when we hear the word repent, and we hear that little phrase, by what we have done, sometimes it's a little hard to figure out what we've done. Actually, I'm doing pretty good. I'm living a faithful life. I love others with my whole heart. I give generously. I do my very best. I'm not perfect by any means, but but I'm, I'm doing pretty good. And so sometimes that word repent, I think, well, I'm not sure. But we're not necessarily talking about that. When the phrase comes that says the things we've left undone, whew, that one hits closer to home. What have we left undone? I'm not talking about our to do list because I have plenty of things that have to be moved over to tomorrow (laughs) and may have to be moved over to the next page after that. What have we left undone? Hmm. What about caring for the oppressed? What about doing our very best to feed the hungry? What about trying to stand for justice What have we left undone as a church, as a people, as a group collectively? Oh, God, forgive us for what we have left undone. Romans 3 speaks of sin this way. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But now we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is Christ Jesus. Friends, we are all sinners, and we all need to repent. But we have also been forgiven and given grace so that we might move forward and care for others. Today, the candle of peace was lit. Last week, it was hope, and this week, it's peace. Could it be that today's scripture leads us to repentance and ultimately peace through repentance? Hmm. We receive peace through repentance and God's forgiveness. John says, prepare the way. Once we have repented prepare the way. Tuesday morning during sermon starters, we chatted a little bit about what that context was and what did that really mean? Prepare the way of the Lord. And how do we prepare the way of the Lord? What does that look like for us? Well, in its context, of course, it's from the prophet Isaiah. And that's a quote from John for us to hear today, but it's actually originated there. And it would have been talking about a local group of people preparing a road, preparing a pathway for a king or a leader to pass through. Preparing the road so it was was filled in and the holes and and, and the crevices and those things in the roads would have been filled in so the carriage could have moved smoothly through that road and into that town. And those rough places on the journey made plain and smooth again. I have always appreciated that language, especially in the Messiah around this time of the year. It always brings a bit of emotion to me. Prepare the way of the Lord Make the rough places smooth. Help make those hills and valleys flattened. You know what? I'm grateful for the people in my journey who've made some of my rough places plain. They've smoothed the way for me so I could be here. And I could be with you. And I could be in a church that feels like home. And you know what I've realized? It's partially my job to do the same. I help make your way a little more smooth. And you do the same for me. And sometimes that even looks like me putting my arm around you and helping you make it through the rough places. And sometimes you'll do the same for me that's what we are called to do and to be together as church. Prepare the way of the Lord, dear friends. Maybe, maybe Christmas is closer than we think. Maybe that phrase isn't a warning at all. Maybe that phrase just leads us farther down the path that leads to peace, that leads to home, that leads to us being together as a family of God. It's not a warning. It's to help us grasp the sense of peace and coming home together. Christmas is closer than you think. Thanks be to God. This morning, before we share in Holy Communion, I wanted to do something a little different. Too often, as preachers, we preach a good message and we tell you about a topic or an idea, especially repentance, but then we move on and we don't give you an opportunity to do just that. (laughs) I don't want to do that today. I wanted to give you an opportunity just to take a moment to have a prayer together with me, if you will, to move towards that, that idea of repentance and peace and then preparing the way for the Lord. And so I'm going to share with you this prayer that I shared a portion of just a few moments ago from the book of prayer. Let's pray together, shall we? Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought and word and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves and we are truly sorry And we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us. That we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. In the glory of your name, amen. Amen. Thanks be to God.